0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where our decks, they're not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. And uh, today, tonight, this evening, we're going to talk about sealed packs. We're going to talk about boxes. Boxes and boxes of packs. Commander Legends just came out. We're going to still talk about it. We were really excited about this this set, weren't we, Bruce?
1: I've been excited about this set since it was announced. uh, (laughs) To the point where I said to myself, uh, self, because I often do that. That's how I refer to myself. You refer to yourself as as self. Yeah, when I'm talking to myself, I say self. When it was first announced last year, I made the decision that this set was going to be good. That it couldn't be bad. And that given that I budget myself with magic, that I wasn't going to spend one dime on magic
2: cards
1: (laughs) other than commander legends all of it was going for this one set all of it and this is from a guy who normally buys uh i buy the commander i'll buy some other products i usually get you know at least a couple of sets of pre-release packs Um, and my budget is somewhere you know it's over over a thousand a year for magic cards which isn't huge to some people but for other people it's a massive number. And Oh
0: yeah, I can't do that.
1: I oh, I had okay. I had decided very early on that this was all going to Commander Legends. All of it. The set just had to be good enough to buy it.
0: Do I sense a butt? I mean like a like a like a butt. Not like a butt, but
1: No, no butts. <laughs> no, no butts. Buts. I I felt, this, I felt the same way about Commander Legends as I felt about Conspiracy. And the difference with Conspiracy was that I knew that I wanted in and I had a couple of friends who also wanted in. So we each initially bought a couple boxes thinking, this is going to be perfect. And then we mm-hmm. chewed through those six boxes, because we each bought a couple, and realized we wanted more. So we <laughs> bought another six boxes, and I believe we even bought another six boxes after that so it just told me that when you produce a multiplayer draft set that we are junkies for it and that was also true for conspiracy 2 it was true for uh for battle bond to a lesser extent but yes also for battle bond so when i was told commander legends was another multiplayer draft format and but this time you were going to build you know 60 card commander decks i'm in are you kidding? I run 60-card casual decks. Why wouldn't I want to run a 60-card commander deck and get to draft it at the same time? This is perfect Yeah, it's like for me. playing
0: a commander deck, but you're able to shuffle it.
1: Right. <laughs> so I sat through a korea and looked at all of those awesome, fun cards and said, no. I sat through uh, set after set. I, I sat through Jumpstart, which looked amazing to me. And I said, nope. well
0: it's okay nobody can get their hands on that anyway not doing it i
1: (laughs) i looked at singles of of magic cards because that's where i spend a lot of a lot of my magic budget yeah and said these cards look really good nope Uh uh-uh not doing it the whole budget is ready for commander legends this is why we're here
0: now that it's released, now that we have all the information about the set. I mean, it's it seems pretty sweet. Uh, except for the one the one downside, which is the fact that we can't draft it. Um, but these cards seem pretty sweet. Previously, you've bought boxes of these multiplayer draft sets. You also buy cards singularly. Which one are you uh, leaning towards buying this time?
1: That thought, I think, is sort of where the whole idea for today's podcast comes from. What we really want to talk about today is why do commander players specifically buy boxes of Magic cards? What is the reasoning behind it? Does it make sense? Should we should we be continuing to buy? Boxes of magic cards. What is, you know, is there relevance? Is there value to it? Does it make any sense, um, in the greater scheme of things? Uh, so I wanted to sort of look at a number of the reasons why people buy boxes, and just kind of evaluate like, does that make sense? And just sort of, you know, just sort of go through some of those options. Uh, we can discuss why you and I <laughs> have either buy or would buy boxes. Um, and, and then, you know, once we get through that, I want to apply it to our current situation. Um, like you said, if we're not getting together to play Magic, does it continue to make sense to buy a box uh, right. or boxes of a product? So I just sort of wanted to sort of go through the reasons and, you know, go down that road and see what, uh, see, see what we find. So um, I wanted to start it off just by, like, the most basic reason um, that I've been given as far as why you buy a box is uh just the dollar value uh the idea being you buy a box crack the whole box maybe you keep a card or two but for the most part you crack the box then turn around and sell it with the idea being that you're aiming to try and get your money back from the box you just bought obviously with the idea of making a profit now either you're making a profit or you're hanging on to a couple of magic cards and breaking even in in either case you're ge- the idea is you're getting some sort of monetary value from buying the box um
0: yeah and i think that this specific uh reason to open a box uh kind of flows over into what our next reason will be which we'll get there but like i think like uh i think it is partly a service to the community itself in the fact that like Sometimes boxes just need to be opened so that the supply of certain cards gets out there. Uh, granted, that needs to be on like a grander scheme, but <laughs> I think that this, this specific reason uh, is looked down upon uh, so just, out of the reasons that we have listed. but
1: Now, just, just to be clear, we, I don't want to go too far here. So you're saying the last box that you had, you cracked it open, it was a public service. it was a public service that's what you're trying to tell me (laughs) i'm saying that
0: uh no uh i think you know we brought up battle bond yeah i think there are plenty of cards in battle bond that if more battle bond boxes that were printed that haven't been opened would get opened i think that the i mean and this is like i said this has to be on like a mass massive scale right uh the like there are cards that are not as available that should be more available just because not as much was opened as was printed for instance and like these cards will be valuable regardless the dual lands from battle bond which now we have the second half uh that cycle uh is pretty dang good um, uh, no,
1: it, it, I would there, go there I would go spectacular yeah I, I I am strongly of the belief that those are uh, quite close to the best duels out there. I, I understand oh, yeah. I, I know I'm getting off topic yeah. and, but and, and I realize those particular duels uh, don't have the uh, the two basic uh, land types listed on the type and that's their downside and I get that. But simply put, they come into play untapped and just simply tap for two colors. I I, I love them. I oh, think yeah. they're spectacular.
0: And as somebody who doesn't run land tutors, like I personally like find great value in them.
1: Yeah. Right. And I agree with what you're saying. Uh, I would have loved to have seen more Battle Bond open. Uh, I would have loved to seen it be open to a lousy degree. <laughs> so much so much so that there would be so many of those duels lying around that, that you, you would have a hard time giving them away because they're just they really are good and I really want them to be at that kind of level
0: I think alongside that especially in this same kind of uh, category uh, is the idea that like just cracking them for value also just like gets the interest shown in
1: these sets, sets.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know I'm gonna just keep coming to Battle Bond all night, but yeah. uh things like Battle Bond, things like conspiracy, uh with more interest shown, the more times Wizards is gonna be like, that was a good idea. Right. That was a great that was great. Let's do that again. Right. Um Which is I mean, why we have Monarch back. Like <laughs> this is clearly a,
1: a spiritual successor to the conspiracy type draft. But to get back to this The idea of buying a box to crack the packs to then try and accrue some sort of a value, a dollar value from that pack. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I am no MTG finance guy, not by any stretch of the (laughs) imagination. However, for the most part, in the greater scheme of things, cards are worth the value of a box. If you open up enough boxes the the accumulation of the cards in that box are likely going to be the equivalent of the cost that you paid for those boxes right now opening up one box you may very well get i mean obviously the range is much bigger if you open up one box and you're the lucky one who pulls the the mythic chase rare of the set well congratulations (laughs) you just made some money Assuming you're willing to get rid of that card, or but it can also go the other way where you pull worth you know worthless stuff. So in the end, you pay a hundred dollars for a box and end up getting only eighty dollars of value, or sixty or seventy bucks. Um, so there's variance there with one box, but over a period of time, essentially, you're looking at basically the price you paid. Yeah. So if that's the reason you're opening a box, wouldn't it make more sense to uh, just buy the cards that you think are going to increase in value over time if the whole point of this is to just get the dollar value aren't you just better off buying cards you think are going to go up in value and go that route
0: i think yes but also i think like part of that is also the the whole slot machine aspect of it um i think part of it is the adrenaline rush of being like oh my god like i opened this um right you could go up to anybody in in like a casino and be like wouldn't your money be better spent just putting it into and uh what's the word i'm looking for
1: putting your money into an investment as opposed to dropping it in a slot machine where the return on investment is less than what you're going to what you're going to get out of it yeah now the whole idea of the slot machine and the whole idea of gambling you have to factor in the entertainment value right and we're going to get to that in a minute but right now we're talking about just the dollars, And If you're buying a box, unless you're planning to buy that box and then park it on a shelf for years and hope that that particular product is going to be popular in years, that's really the only way you're going to make any kind of real money. I mean, you know, I still got a box of Avison Restored sitting downstairs that's perfectly, (laughs) that's sealed. And and I'll make, you know, I'll make a few bucks from that, but I mean, that was, uh, making that purchase was a waste. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would definitely have been better off having spent that money on something else that would have provided me with, well, any sort of entertainment value rather than congratulations. You just made a, a twenty or a thirty percent profit over. Well, God, how many years has it been since Avison Restored came out? No clue. You know, so. <laughs> it, it, it's not the way to go.
0: Right. Before we were recording, we were talking about this a little, um, and the prof, uh, Tulare Community College does this thing uh, where he plays the booster box game. Right. And like, it's it's very entertaining to watch. Yep. I've watched a, plenty of them. In which he is showing the inherent financial value of each box. Yeah. Uh, showing how much it varies. And kind of a deeper purpose of that is showing that it eventually ends. Like, there is going to be a point where you stop earning on investment. Like, you are going to stop making any money off of these boxes. Because, like you said, it's going to eventually equal what you put in um, right granted he's got you know rules that he doesn't sell cards under two dollars, but like you know that comes with the cost of shipping, etc cetera, etc
1: cetera. right um so I think you're right so if if you assume that buying a box for you know to make profit is not really a valid reason for buying a box, then you look at the next reason it's the whole Buying a box to find a specific card or a series of cards that you Mm -hmm. want from that particular set. When I first started playing Magic, this was part of the reason I only ever bought them in booster packs. Um, (laughs) You go to the store every once in a while, buy a couple of packs and, you know, open them up, see what you got. Because at that time I wasn't buying any singles. The only cards I was buying were cards from packs. So yeah. I was hoping to find particular cards, and then you would just have to try and build what you had. And that was uh, always a real challenge. But buying a box to get a specific card or a series of cards. Okay, so there's there's no sugarcoating this one. This is a sucker's game.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it is. it has a valuable niche in the environment of magic the gathering i think like a lot of it makes sense in the way that there was a time before tcg player a time before card kingdom a time before star city games right channel fireball like all these you know third-party sellers where it's easy to pick out the cards you want get them shipped to you for cheap quick etc um it's funny because very quickly i got into loading ready runs friday nights early on in their series they talk about uh there's a lot of jokes of like well you know like i could go to my my local game store and buy singles um but there's there's this whole arc of conflict of like well then it puts you above the rest of your meta because if you're buying singles it's like i a money threshold but if you're buying packs then it's like everyone's got the same chance uh of getting these good cards um so like buying a box now is different than buying a box then solely because the accessibility um, right buying and- specific cards now hell of a lot easier and cheaper than buying a box for specific cards
1: right and you bu- Simply put, you're buying a box. You don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. So if you were looking for a specific rare, or even a series of rares, you're not likely to get them. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, maybe maybe if you're looking for a full play set of uncommons or commons, buying a box might be an option. But even there, you can probably do better just by buying that set of cards from a dealer oh, or yeah. from from wherever. It just doesn't make sense. To buy a box, in an effort to find a particular card, just go buy the card. Um,
0: and the only I think the only exception for that, at least for me, is to like build up your collection. I mean, this is the reason that I am interested in buying a box of Commander Legends is that it's got all these Commander staples. Unintentionally, I'm getting, I'm I'm building up my collection. I'm. I'm adding to the value of what i was lacking uh that now i have and i i wouldn't be necessarily upset if i didn't get the specific cards that i wanted especially if they're rare or mythic um i mean we will continue to say this the easiest way to do that to get those specific cards is to just buy them right which i think this is just the closest that i could think of that I was like, if I was to buy a box of Commander Legends, it would be to fortify my collection. Um,
1: right. However, my mm-hmm. comment to that would be: then just buy the cards you want. Yeah. Again, even when you're even when you're somebody who is like, if you were to buy a box of Commander Legends, there's a good chance that ninety percent of the cards would be cards that would be added to your collection that would see regular use. That would be always getting used. But if you just went out and bought those cards, it would probably still be cheaper oh, yeah, than different. buying a box. Again, buying a box for a specific card is just, it's a sucker's game. You are going to lose money doing this. That you, It doesn't make any sense to do it. To demonstrate just how preposterous this is, I have a great story. My youngest, Spencer, was about 12 years old during World, when WorldWake came out so during the world I I don't remember if we were at the pre-release or how this worked out but either way very early on in world with world wake he cracked a pack and opened Jace the Mind Sculptor now at the time Jace the Mind Sculptor was worth well over a hundred dollars you know I saw it he saw it he knew what it was worth he was super excited his friends were excited everybody's like gather, you know everybody gathers around and checks it out and it's like oh my god I can't believe you did that and so, you know, uh, me being the the magic playing father, it's <laughs> like, okay, make sure you put that in a, you put it in a sleeve. And if you're going to play it, you be real careful because that card's worth a lot of money. And we ended up going to some Grand Prix or somewhere else. They offered him a significant sum of money. And mm-hmm. for a 12 year old, he was like, uh, that sounds like a really good deal. So I'm like, so Spencer, this is, this is an opportunity for you, for a learning experience. You are <laughs> going to spend money on magic cards. Why not get the discount, get the rate, you know, cause they were offering uh, an extra 20% if you buy singles or product with them.
0: Right. Like store credit type thing. Right.
1: Essentially a store credit. Yeah. So I'm like, well, you can get 20% more if you just buy the store credit cause you're going to buy magic cards with it anyway. Yeah. So why not? And he thought about that for a little bit and decided, you know, that's not a bad idea. So he sold it to them for the store credit. And then he was looking at what to buy. And, again, me being the magic dad, (laughs) like, look, you should buy some of these older cards that are going to hold in value. And these are cards that are going to be good in a lot of your decks. So I was pushing him to buy, like, Umazawa's Jitte... And uh, I think there were some other pieces of equipment that I thought were really cool. And I mean, hey, everybody knows real estate's a good investment. Buy land, you know, do (laughs) do that kind of thing. These are cards that are good in lots of decks. And he thought about it and he looked at it. and And he ended up buying packs. He bought packs with it. Not a box, individual packs of magic cards. And he spent it all on packs. (laughs) And I looked at him, I said, Spencer, you got really lucky to open up this Jace the Mind Sculptor. And you've taken that luck and turned around and threw it away by buying a bunch of packs. And I let him do it because, you know, sometimes you just need to learn the lesson the hard way. Fine. You spent the money on the packs. You're going to open them all up. They're going to be mostly garbage. You're going to get a couple of cool cards. So in the end, you won't have the Jace the Mind Sculptor and you'll have essentially given it away for what amounts to a couple of cards that are worth, you know, $12. So he opens up the first pack and there's nothing there. He opens up the second pack and he opens another Jace the Mind Sculptor.
0: <laughs> how's that lesson? Yeah, How's, how's that exactly.
1: Lesson? How is that lesson going? So he, <laughs> yeah, So he later turns this over. Um, not at the same place, but somewhere else he returns this, gets store credit. Uh, but this time he does get the Jite, He does get a couple of cards. Then he bought a box of magic cards. I'm like, Spencer, how many times you lucked out twice? You know, you, you essentially won, you won the Jace lottery twice and they call it a lottery for a reason because nobody wins this thing. You want it twice. What are, you, what are you doing? Like, this is... You're now just... You're throwing the money away. And I appreciate we're now at a point here where it's, you know... You can argue that this is found money. That you're just playing yep. with it. Because who cares if it's worth nothing in the end? You still profit. Because he did get this other stuff. But, you know, okay, fine. He opens the third Jace the Mind Sculptor. Oh my god. Yes. So... My 12-year-old son opened three Jaces while World World Worldwake was still available in stores and packs. He has, of course, sold all of them. And he did, in fact, finally get a a, a bunch of cards that were worth the trouble that I think held in value. But um, (laughs) it just, you know, I tell that story not because I'm saying, hey, you can all do this. I'm telling that story because... Virtually everyone can see just how ridiculous it is. How extremely unlikely it is that you're ever going to get that lucky. Yeah. Right. Well, that's with Jace the Mind Mindsculptor. You, you can choose a, any other specific card or series of cards. The odds are just as slim as long as it's a mythic. They're just as slim. So why waste your money going after any of these cards when you could just buy the cards? So don't buy a box just because uh well commander legends we've been talking about battle bond don't buy a box of commander legends just because you want the duels because while the duels are great you're much better off just buying them as singles once yeah. once the cards become more available because it just it will be better for you it, it, it just will cracking open the packs is not going to get you there so yeah now we get into what I think is the real meat of this. Um, Before we do,
0: let's throw it over to our our sponsor. All right, we're about our at our halfway point here in the episode. Yep.
1: they'll have some good
0: things to say, and then uh, we'll get on to this next point. Sounds great. Uh, so here here goes our our ad ad break. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of. Temple of the False Pod is brought to you by Grenzo Havoc Raiser. As the grimy kingpin of the Paliano streets, I will make you look the other way. Oh! Don't ask where I got my advertising money. I have my ways. Grenzo Havoc Razor. Go away. I mean, uh, <clears throat> go away. Go. Go away. Back
1: to the show. Hey, hey. Good to be back. So, the third reason to buy a box, and I think that this is where we start getting into something that becomes a little more meaty than some of the other, other points we've looked at, is you're buying the box for, for the specific event that the bo- that a box of cards provides. You're buying a box... Not for the magic cards, but for the package itself. And I don't mean the box in, a, in, in the wrap. I mean right. the boosters. The purpose of buying is to get a hold of those packs, not necessarily the cards inside. The cards inside are something you're going to be playing with, but it's the packs that you want. What I'm talking about is is the entertainment value that you can get from a box of magic cards.
0: The experience. The experience.
1: So you can go the basics. Um, just the joy of opening a pack of magic cards now this is also where we start getting into the the unknown where it starts being a lot more uh, it's not nearly as black and white uh, because with the other reasons that we had it was always about the dollar value and you can calculate mm. that and say this is exactly yes or exactly no <laughs> or we're t- definitely break even but here it really comes down to your personal personal preference so when i say something like you do you buy a box just for the joy of opening packs well for me the joy of opening a pack is nowhere near the cost of a box i am no way gonna buy a box of magic cards just to hear that crinkle of a pack opening and you know and enjoy that moment That I've just cracked the pack and now I get to look at these perfect, pristine cards of whatever set that I'm either excited about or not. That alone is just not even close for me. And I say for me. Yeah. Because I know that for a lot of other people, the joy of opening a pack is huge. Huge. They love it. They love opening packs. And it's just the act itself of just the crinkle, the wrap, the open... They love that. Now, do they love it enough to pay for a pack of magic cards, just to get that that rush, that that feel, the the enjoyment of opening a pack? Well, that's going to depend on the person, um, whether you know whether they have the level of the disposable income to make that happen, so that it doesn't even bother <laughs> them. Whether they really love it that much. In any event, it becomes much more in, much more up to the individual to determine if that is worth it for them to buy a box
0: I think it's a, it's an interesting premise um, the inherent joy of opening a pack is pretty universal previously I've talked about how I uh, came into a box of Double Masters mm-hmm. um, I won it through a Twitter giveaway thanks Card Kingdom mm-hmm. uh, no affiliation here uh, unless uh <laughs> um <laughs> but i i i won a box of double masters um you know i won it during the pandemic I, I was like oh like i'll hold on to it we can draft it when we get back together and then i I was slowly realizing like oh like i'm not i'm not gonna i mean it's the same thing with commander legends i'm not gonna ever get to the point where we're gonna be able to safely draft it together at least for a while so um i'm sitting here i'll crack a pack here and there uh, and then I just got to a point where I was just like, there's nothing I can do with this. So I like opened a few every couple days and it was great. um there there is joy in just finding out what you got, especially especially if it's like a master's box, right It's like the 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 ceiling for that is really high. The floor like the the risk you're putting yourself at is very low. I mean it's very high, like the risk is high the, the floor is low where it's like you can get things like like there's extremely just invaluable rares Mm -hmm. in this set um i lucked out that i didn't even have to pay for the box so i wasn't putting anything so literally every
1: single card in there was just is just profit
0: right um but then you get to cards like i ended up opening a doubling season i'm just gonna put that directly into my catalog um But then I get to a card like Force of Will, and I'm like, I really have to sit there and think about it. I'm not a hugely counter-heavy player, uh, and if I was, I would have to seriously think about which deck I'm putting that in. All in all, ended up uh, getting sore credit for it, and uh, (laughs) I don't know if it was any inspiration on (laughs) this show's uh, theme, but uh, I have been pondering over and over and over again, do I spend the the difference between the box of commander legends and what I ended up getting in store credit for the five or six cards that I, I traded in. Uh, My eyes have opened up through this conversation Hmm. uh, and they will continue to. Um, But it's still always a hard choice because it's just like there, there is a bit of inherent joy in that. Um, And maybe that's why cubing is so popular because it's just like that joy without the risk.
1: Right that's certainly part of it so not to not to cut it off it isn't isn't just the joy of the opening packs when i'm talking about the joy the entertainment value i mean opening packs is is a very to me in the greater scheme of things is a very small part of that realistically we're focused on the limited and draft Uh, i mean if you're buying a box of regular product and you're looking to get extra value from it beyond just the dollar value, then you're drafting it. Um, And I can see a lot of people where the value is, you know, buy a box, draft the box, then take all of the cards from it, pack them up, and return them. And no, (laughs) returning all of the cards doesn't get you the cost of the box. Oh, definitely not. But... When you fa- when you factor in the enjoyment that you got from the draft and playing the playing that draft into the cost, for a lot of people, that makes sense. Yeah, it it that's that's a return on their investment that they're willing to do, and that makes complete sense to me. Um, and then you've got you know sealed is is pr- basically the same way. You're cracking open a bunch of packs to put together a deck to play against other people. These are things that you can only get by buying a box, or at least, you know, buying booster packs. So
0: Yeah, it's funny because I've definitely bought enough packs in my lifetime that doesn't make financial sense. Uh, but, I mean, kind of going back to the joy of opening packs, I wish I had kind of held on to those packs for a chaos draft. You open packs enough from joy or from de-stressing that it's just like you know you're not gonna get anything. Um but yeah I want more of that experience of of limited uh environments of sealed environments um which was a big thing for my excitement towards Commander Legends as I'm sure it was for you um, like this big driving point of like, this is the things we've loved about uh, previous multiplayer draft experiences. Right. Uh, mixed with one of our favorite formats, where uh, we could play Commander and draft in the same night by playing the same game. Right. And it's so exciting. But uh, I, I, kind of going into our next point, How do, how do we do that?
1: Well, and this was just it. So before we get right into commander legends Mm -hmm. this is this is part of the reason why i don't tend to buy boxes of standard product like i felt no urge to buy a box of ikoria product because i don't want to draft regular ikoria product i I don't even care about playing sealed decks with ikoria product i mean i'll buy it at the pre-release once Do that and be done with it. And I never have the urge to ever do it again. Now I get, you know, for other people, this is definitely worth the cost of the box. Mm -hmm. And again, I want to stress this. We're now into the point where it's what's worth it for you. And I can't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're wrong or that the joy of opening packs should never be more than one dollar. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's it's just ridiculous that you pay what you what what you feel like the enjoyment level is if you think that you're going to get 90 dollars worth of enjoyment out of a draft then you'll pay 90 uh that's you know that's up to you uh that's that and it's not for me to say whether that's wrong or not um, i
0: think that kind of goes along the lines even with like constructed granted i can't actually afford to play better cards but there are thresholds where I'm like, you know, this card isn't worth this much enjoyment to me. Exactly. Um, and I, I, I think, like, that kind of goes across the board with all magic.
1: That's that's where that's sort of where it ties in. So how much enjoyment do you get from, in, 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 the, in the case of what we're talking about, from sealed product that it makes it worth it to buy the product? So to come to the final point, Commander Legends. I've made it pretty clear during this podcast that I love me some multiplayer draft format, mm-hmm. and Commander Legends is all about this. It has they have they sold it, pushed it, um, they explained what it was that it was going to be chock full of new legends, chock full of old legends, staples cards, everything, and even before the cards were even before the cards were listed, I was like, I am in. I am completely in. And now that I've seen the cards, I am still in. I I want I, I want this product. Um
0: it's funny cuz I I distinctly remember like a few months ago like before preview season started <clears throat> where we were both just kind of like uh-oh. Is this going to be worth it? Uh just because I mean things have gotten off rail
1: well, with a lot of power level things. Exactly, and this is part of the problem. So, for me, the idea of doing the draft, it was what adds the value for, the box of, for a box mm-hmm. of Commander Legends. Okay, I can't do the draft right now, so does it make sense for me to buy these boxes? If I can't draft it, if the only thing I can do with these boxes is to open the packs, then I'm not buying the box. I'm not buying, you know, I love the product that's in it, but we've already said very clearly, if you're buying boxes because of the product that's in it, then just buy the singles that you want. It's the better way to go. The only reason for me to buy a Commander Legends is to draft it or play it as sealed or do something with it. And right now, COVID says I can't draft it. So it comes down to, am I willing to buy a box of Commander Legends so that i can buy it encourage wizards to continue this idea right but in essence for me it's i'm gonna buy a box and then put it up on my shelf right and it's gonna sit there for well it depends on where you are and how optimistic you are about how how (laughs) soon we'll get through covid Uh, but i mean for me I'm gonna say that it's gonna have to sit there for at least six to eight months, at minimum, probably longer, until I can actually draft with friends in person. Now, if I can find a way, if I can find other people who are willing to do the sealed, packed version, then I can open up six packs, make a sealed deck, and play. You know, we can play on spell table or we can play online somehow. So that's an option. But realistically, my option is buy it and have it sit on the shelf or don't buy it. So at that point, is it still worth it? Because that definitely changes the scenario for me and for others like me. So um, I, don't I think know.
0: it's tough because just like you were you have already put aside your budget for it. Um, it will be eating a hole in your shelf, I guess I was going to say your pocket, but it's yourself uh, and yes you could not buy anything and then just I mean I guess you could still buy the cards that you want from it
1: uh, which you'll probably end up doing that would be anyway that would be where that would that would be the option essentially um, I would spend less money yeah and I would just buy the cards that I wanted uh, you know I would likely go through pick out a number of the legends pick out a number of the new cards uh, you know even some of the reprints that I'm excited about. I am excited about the dual lands. I would definitely buy four of each. (laughs) Uh, You know, pick up a few more arcane signets and then go through and pick out some of the legends that I'm excited about. Oh, yeah. Uh, And, you know, I'm not even going to get started listing these because, well, we go (laughs) way over time. But that's essentially the option. So for me, it's not even the dollar because in the end, I'm going to save a few bucks by buying the singles, but I lose the benefit of the long term of that draft in the future, yeah, so so Andy, yeah, what would you do? So it's funny because
0: going into this episode, you know, you you, you pitched this idea to me, and I was just like, like, yeah, I, I think that this episode could do a lot for me. Um, I've been dealing with this balance of credit. On TCG Player. I've asked you multiple times what I should do. Should I buy a box? Uh, And I've come very close to it. But I think over this past almost hour that we've been talking. I've come to realize that I really need to just sit down with a pen and paper or an Excel spreadsheet open. Just like type out all the cards that I want from the set. And just buy those. I I think like for me, I'm never going to have the experience of opening my own box until who knows uh and the stress of not opening the packs is more than i want for it to just sit on my shelf uh so for me as a person who generally plays budget uh who uh has a bit of store credit that will help reduce the price of the box i am not gonna buy the box but that's this time around who knows what it'll be next time around right um but uh as things stand especially with the pandemic going on uh with the lack of ability to get together sit down pass packs around chat pick a card here and there i'm not going to have i'm not going to be able to have that experience for a long time um who knows what it'll be like maybe i'll pick up a box later but i i think currently if i if there are cards that i want in this set i'm going to buy them specifically um especially where i mean that's what i end up doing most of the time anyway with my decks anyway just because i don't have this structured uh right collection so um bruce what are you going to do
1: i'm going to buy a bunch of boxes and have them sit on the shelf <laughs> Um, well, as that is a uh, luxury you can afford. Well, as as someone who uh, one who already has a bunch of boxes sitting on a shelf, mm. you know, I have a box of conspiracy still sitting. I've got a conspiracy two box still sitting on a shelf. I'm not going to crack these cards. I will not crack these packs unless we're going to be doing a draft. Yeah. So I'm a okay with them sitting there. Uh, I have... it's probably
0: easier too with uh, your location of these being a little bit out of sight out of mind type
1: oh it very uh, much is my, I, uh, my the boxes I have are are store are tucked away nicely in a basement
0: um, on a shelf yeah on a shelf they're not...
1: no worries they're, they're, they're not going <laughs> this is not a water damage risk or anything like that yeah they're they're safely put away um, and this this next set this commander legends uh yeah it's gonna it's gonna go sit right next to them i may open up one box and crack you know a couple of packs just to crack a couple of packs but yeah it's even there probably not i mean honestly when i go to my local game store and buy the boxes i may just buy a couple packs from one of his open boxes i trust him completely um and just use that as something to open and keep the sealed product sealed. Admittedly, I'm a little different just because I am a stupid target audience for this. I love the idea of draft multiplayer formats. Um, and it also doesn't hurt that every year I try and host a, a large group of people. We get you know 20 plus of us uh, who get together at my place for a long weekend. And we play Commander. We play Cube. We play, you know, we do... Uh, conspiracy drafts and battle bond and all these other ones so a lot of times you know ha- just having the box there i know it's going to get cracked i know people are going to have a great time with it so that's reason enough for me to have it and be willing to let it sit there for a period of time so yeah how many boxes well i don't know i got that's more something my wife and i need to discuss <laughs> <laughs> it's it's
0: funny because it's it's astonishing like sure this whole thing has affected all of our lives deeply in this deep, deep center of all of our lives. Like the the pandemic.
1: Um, okay. I thought you were talking about commander legends. No, no, no. Oh, I okay. mean that too, but <laughs>
0: uh, the pandemic has, has affected all of us in such enormous ways. The biggest thing that I have missed, and maybe this is just because I'm generally unemployed. I'm, I'm minorly employed is how I like to say it. Um, is magic. I I miss, I missed brewcon. I missed I I miss getting together, playing games, you know, face to face. I miss, uh, be even the possibility of drafting. There have been so many times where I've gone to your house and I'm like, "Ooh, are we drafting tonight?" And then we get I get there and then we're not, and I'm like, "Fine, still," because I'm still playing Magic. Right. But, but like, like just the possibility of drafting. Yeah is not there unless you know we do it outside far apart or it's 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 i miss it and commander legends was this this pinnacle of of the expectation leading up to it like i i was so excited for it and i still am there there's going to be a point where i will be part of a draft of commander legends um just who knows one uh so i look forward I look forward to cracking those boxes with you
1: Um, oh it's gonna happen it's gonna happen I I don't know how long I don't know how much dust we're gonna have to wipe off those boxes when it comes time but uh, it's gonna happen but that's for me and that's for Andy Um, however for each of you I'm sure it's it's a little bit different whether it's a budgetary constraint so you're very careful with the idea of spending money on a box, maybe you, or maybe it's a budgetary constraint, meaning you you have no concerns at all, and uh, <laughs> opening a box, you know, the money spent on a box is a drop in the bucket that's just not that relevant. I mean, these things all play into, uh, into how much entertainment value comes with opening a pack, or as part of a draft, or as part of sealed, or as some other pack wars, or however you decide to, to get value or or you know your perceived enjoyment from it so hopefully all of you will take this into consideration uh, keep keep it in mind when you're weighing making your decision as to whether or not you want to buy a box you know versus buying singles versus buying none at all um <laughs> it's it's a little bit different for everybody um but again here, here we are coming down to it um it's all about your enjoyment. I say that about Commander Games, and now I'm saying about even buying magic. It's just about your enjoyment level. So uh, pick your enjoyment.
0: Yeah, I think it's different for literally everyone. You know, all we
1: can do is help advise, I guess. Like,
0: if you have any questions, you can find me on Twitter, on Twitch,
1: Andy Weekend. And you can find me, uh, I'm Bruce, I'm Mana Burned on Twitter, uh, and I'm there all the time. So, you know feel free hit us up
0: and that'll uh that'll do it that'll do it for us for this week thank you for hanging out uh we are the temple of the false pod where our decks aren't optimized but our plays sure as heck are fun uh so come back next week and uh let's chat some more have a great night bye Hey everyone, Andy here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Temple of the False Pod. Just a few housekeeping things here at the end of the show. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, pretty much wherever you can find podcasts. We put out new episodes every Wednesday morning. Subscribe and give us a review. It really helps out the show. And it'll show us what you like about our podcast. Uh, Also, we've got a Twitter and an Instagram. Our handle is falsepodmtg, all one word. So, be sure to follow us. Feel free to reach out to us there or drop us an email at falsepodmtggmail.com at and tell us your favorite magic related story. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again to you and to Bruce. He's Mana Burned on Twitter, and I'm Andy Weekend on Twitter and Twitch. We're Temple of the False Pod, where our decks aren't optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. Have a great night, and may your fifth land be the temple.